With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them up, Berto. Throw them hooks up, Berto. Throw them up. Yeah. Berto's are so much better than everybody else's. He does. I mean, he goes straight up. I mean, straight up, like bunny ears almost. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find Find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so, and we are doing it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get
get there an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, so, obviously, looking back on uh, double barrel action in Monday Night Football. Double Buffalo barrel. Bills. Double barrel. Double um, barrel. Bang, bang. Hey, by the way, that trade they made bang, with, bang, with uh, Minnesota for Stephon Diggs <laughs> has uh, worked out pretty well, huh? Stephon, <laughs> Stephon Diggs looks pretty fantastic. He's pretty the, uh, doggone with the Bills. Good. That's like three years ago. I know. I'm just uh, No, I'm just saying like that, you know, there was a lot of talk. Like, did they overpay and overspend yeah. for a wide receiver? And uh, he seems like he gets better and better every year. So him and, yeah, I, I, was and Josh say, I think Allen you're one with Josh Allen in Buffalo. I think we answered that question. But I, I, I just I, I love I think the biggest question for the Bills coming in season would would be how does the, the relationship between Allen and Ken Dorsey play out with, with Dorsey calling plays and they haven't skipped a beat. You know, Brian Dable's now with the Giants having success. They're 2-0, and but the Bills, too, look like they have not missed a beat whatsoever offensively. I'd be better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to say that yet, and I, I don't know how much of that has to do with just some of the additions and, and just the continuity of this group playing together. But, I mean, they look good, man. You know, and, and this offensive line got better. You know, they got Roger Saffold uh, from the Titans this offseason, and, and he's been a big get for me, I think, in helping their rushing attack. But I just I keep waiting for there to be this moment where Josh Allen isn't going to run the football as much, and I don't think it's happening. I just, I think he's just going to keep playing the way he plays, and if he gets injured, so be it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we were talking about players earlier on and, and the play calling for Pittsburgh and stuff like that, and I was thinking to myself, you know, play callers that just call plays, you better have a playmaker at quarterback. Like, you better have a playmaker at different positions. Like, I think sometimes, you know, you look at things, you can't take for granted sometimes a playmaker's ability to do just that, make plays. And that's what's – it's it's such a – I don't want to say a, a rarity, but in some regards, it's a rarity to find a guy that can just – make plays it's like how did they do it you don't even know they might not be the fastest guy or they might be the fastest guy they might have the best arm they might not have the best arm it's like it doesn't matter the variables sometimes don't matter other than the fact that the end result is they made a play and and you know I, I say all that to say watching Josh Allen and watching this Buffalo team as a as a whole you see play, a flunk of playmakers on this team. Like, you got more than one handful on both sides of the ball. And that's a lot. That When you're talking about matching up and how, how are you going to deal with a team, you know, you key on playmakers. So we got a key on the quarterback, or we got a key on this tailback, or we got a key on this receiver, or we got a key on this tight end, or we got a key on this defensive end, or this linebacker, or this this corner. We got a key on the fact that we we don't want to try this side of the field, or when he's there. Like the Buffalo Bills are establishing what would be considered an early strong reputation, and you know, just like I know Q, if you can establish a reputation of like 
these guys make plays, you start to get a little bit uncomfortable about trying to make plays against playmaking teams. That reputation will proceed you going into games as you get later, you know, further into the year. Because you're going to get torched and exposed, and it's going to look like it looked last night in the Rams in Week One. Like I, I don't is are the Chiefs on par with the Bills? Like just from early on in the season, when you watch these two teams, and you factor in, you know, obviously opponents who they've played. Is Kansas City close to Buffalo? Because it doesn't feel like it. It feels like the Bills are, are really on another level than everybody right now. And I'm not saying that's how it's going to play out, obviously, but just two weeks into the season, you're, you're talking about what we've, what we've got to work with here. And I don't know that anybody's close to Buffalo based on what they've done against the defending Super Bowl champions and a playoff team from a year ago. And neither one of these teams are close. Like they weren't cl- There was no point during that game, even after they went down the field and scored the first time, did anybody really think, well... Tennessee's got an opportunity here. Sean McDermott called uh, a huddle after they gave up the touchdown and just said, hey, calm down. Everything's going to be fine. And they were just off and running after that. It doesn't feel like anybody's on the same level as as Buffalo right now in the NFL two weeks into the season. That's fair to say. I mean, I, I, I would love to. I mean, we're going to see them play at some point. Um, but it, it's hard not to think that Kansas City's got a shot. Like every time you underestimate them, they surprise you. And I do think that if they can play the way they did versus the Chargers um, and, and find a way of winning that game, you know, they can find a way of beating Buffalo. They, they can. So I, I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see that game. But um, it's. It's one where I say, like, I still want to see those two play off. That's why we play the games. Like, I'm not just going to anoint Buffalo right now. Uh, I'm not sure I've got the same outlook on Tennessee. Like, I, I didn't, you know, have high aspirations for them this season. Although, I didn't have high aspirations for really any AFC South team this year. Um, but I, I, I think once, you know, once we get going, we see a little bit more, we'll get a better idea of just how close or how far apart these teams are. Um, the other game, uh, obviously, on Monday night was what Philadelphia did to Minnesota. Uh, Jalen Hurts was fantastic. Uh, the Eagles looked great. Uh, Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, talked about his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, afterwards. Why is Jalen going to continue to reach his ceiling? Because he's tough, he's got high football character, um, and, and he loves football. And so uh, he's going to reach his ceiling, and, and it's, it's fun watching him grow. He's a year further into his process, and we're talking about getting better every day, and he lives that. He's one of our captains, he's one of our leaders, and he lives the, the, the theory of getting better every day. And, and that's why you're seeing major improvements, because of the, the type of person and the type of the player he is. You remember when Nick Sirianni was hired and they traded away Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson left? Yeah, and it was like how competitive he is. It, it was like, well, you know, this is a stopgap. Uh, you know, they're you know they they're obviously rebuilding without rebuilding. All of a sudden, Nick Sirianni had him in the playoffs last year. They look better this year. And Jalen Hurts looks like he's a franchise quarterback that's going to get paid. All of a sudden, those holding cells made sense that they put in them Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle stadiums because they assaulted the Vikings last night on that wow. field. They should have been wow. waiting. The law should wow. have been waiting for those Eagles when that game finished, and they wow. should have put all of them in a holding cell to wait for the judge's ruling for, for the next day. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to get paid. 
Like he's gonna get a he's get, he's gonna get a franchise deal from the Philadelphia. He's got to keep going though. Like that, that's that's he's definitely put himself like the, a lot of people were projecting him to be what he's turning out to be. Some people didn't think that he could you know turn the corner and 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 make the plays that he's making. It's not the plays. It's the, as a passer. I mean, it, it, look, Nick Saban didn't. That's why he ended up at Oklahoma. Yeah, that's fair. And and he dropped to with the second round, yeah. and in part again because even to a degree, the Eagles didn't. Like this is one of those this is one of those circumstances where we go, oh, but the Eagles drafted him. They believed him. It's like, well, no, they they passed on him too. Like they passed on him the first time around too. If you would have thought he was going to play this way, the way it's all worked out, you wouldn't have passed on him. Mm. You would have said that's our franchise QB. We're going to take him. We're going to play him. Uh, he's a guy that I think has continually gotten better and better and better. And I, I just, I think it's anyone who was around him when he was young. They kind of knew that was like that's what his potential is. Like he's always led himself the right way. I think he, he's handled the situation with you know Wentz and the departure of Wentz and how he handled all that the right way. Um, I just I think the world of this young man, I think what he does on the field is just as much important as what he does off the field and how he manages himself. But don't be mistaken, when Nick Sirianni turned the play calling duties over to Shane Steichen last year, halfway through the season, that's when this all took off. This offense now, to me, operates at a clip that is perfectly designed for his skill set. And it, there's, there's things they do. They run as many RPOs as anyone in the NFL. But there's things they do that, that I think just really put pressure on teams, put pressure on defenses. And it's funny to me like to, to watch them last night and you see all these RPO elements. And if, and if you'll recall, do you see how many ineligible um, linemen they had downfield? Because you know, at times, you know, if, if you run an RPO, in college, they get three yards downfield. You get that grace period. In the NFL, it's only one yard, and an eligible can be down the field. So they're much more apt to call it because those guys are blocking the run. They're not blocking a pass. And so you saw that happen a number of times. I think it was uh, Lane Dickerson got called for like at least two or three times. Um, but you see that some, from time to time because the offensive that they run. But it all fits what Hertz does. And it almost takes you back to the Chip Kelly days. Like I know Eagles hate hearing that, but hey, remember when Nick Foles balled out that one year? Yep. Like that's what they were running. That's what they were doing. What was it twenty-seven and two? That's yeah. hard to yeah. defense too. By the way, it's run, so hard run, because run blocking passes are hard to defend. Well, it, it's not run blocking passes. That's not what it is. It is a run play. They're blocking the run. And what they do is they just put in a quick little slant or a quick little concept where you get the ball out quick after if a defender triggers or if it's a box count. It depends on how they go about reading it. But it makes it, 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 makes it difficult to run, but it's, it's incredibly effective, especially when you space out the field the way they do. Yeah. And that's been one of the other things that I, I think it, it reminds me a lot of that. But, again, Eagles fans hate hearing that because of how the Chip Kelly era went. But the reality is they were a pretty damn good offense back then, and they are right now. You are supposed to trigger when they come off the ball. That's the thing yeah. about it. Like it, That's what makes it complicated. It's called a run-pass conflict, and yeah. that's how you talk about it on the offensive side. You want to put that defender in a run-pass conflict, and you're going to read that defender. And it's, it's, it's no different than the option. The difference yeah. is you're in shotgun now, and you've got a little bit different way of now, instead of pitching the ball, that you're throwing the football down the field. Yeah, because if you don't trigger, then now you've He's lost the leverage, and you've lost the leverage against the handoff. Like that puller or that, that cutoff block is now able to get in position because they held you. 
And if you do, if you if you do trigger, then you know they they can get behind you. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty. I, I, I've 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 experienced it as a coach. I've watched it on television. I see a lot of colleges do it because you you generally teach your defenders like if if the line goes backwards. If in fact, if the line does anything but go backwards, it's a run. If they go backwards, expect pass. So when they come forward or they go diagonal or whatever it may be, they come off on an angle, you're thinking run immediately. So I like it. And I don't know if that's an old deal or an evolution deal. I don't recall it really as as a player so much, but I like it, you know. It's it's always existed, even you know back when you were playing. It was just to a different degree. Like Favre took a lot of credit for the RPO, for basically telling guys like a, a Donald Driver, like, "Hey, uh, we've got a run play here, but if that corner is going to play ten yards off, and I don't have anyone in my in my way on the backside, I'm going to turn back. I'm going to hand off. I'm just going to throw you a slant." So run a slant. Mm-hmm. Like it, it started. It started with that sort of stuff. Where if you really want to look at the concept of what an RPO is, it's just a run play with a pass option off of it. And then it's, it, it went from under center to being more involved in the spread game because as things got more in shotgun and more spread out, then you started looking at how teams were looking for ways to evolve that. And again, like the hardest thing of being able to make it work at the NFL level is you can't allow those linemen downfield more than a yard. And the officials are, I trust me, Minnesota probably walked up to them and were like, hey, these guys run a ton of RPOs. Look for this player or look for these guys being further than a yard downfield. And so they're, they're reminded of it. They're more aware of it. And they're going to see it. Uh, and it's, it's one of the reasons why, like if you go back to those early Chip Kelly days, they ran a lot more outside zone because that way the linemen are running laterally they're not running upfield or you talked about like pulling a guard you run more like gap schemes so you'll see those down blocks and you'll see a guy wrap back around which gets those linebackers and people to suck up thinking it's run and then you've got that throw right in behind and if he doesn't you hand it off and you've probably got a nice little gain so it's just it's tough to defend it's tough to 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 beat but it, it all it all to me has to do with Shane Steichen taking over as their play caller like that that's when you saw a huge you know takeoff in this offense and what they looked like last night. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right, so coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, we have a surprising update on a quarterback situation in the NFL. We'll have it for you next here, FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me Jay Harris that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're good at that. Thank you. Yeah. It's like your eardrums. Thanks. I just try to be, you know, the best I can be at being bad at what I do. Brady's good at, uh, he plays the bass. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just strumming the bass, slapping yeah. the bass. Big time. Hmm. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Come Sports Radio. It's uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, coming up uh, later on this hour, a little over 20 minutes from now, we're going to get results from the Prop at Monster. Uh, some some potential controversy. All right, we need to uh, identify uh, just sort of uh, an interaction between two people to determine who has actually won this week. So we'll get into that for you here on FSR. Um, so uh, apparently... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are in much better shape than anybody realizes. Uh, Stephen Jones was on the fan in Dallas. This coming off their win over the Cincinnati Bengals, which Cooper Rush played pretty well. And uh, Stephen Jones was talking about uh, Dak Prescott and a potential return, which apparently is a lot quicker than what anybody originally thought. Against the Giants this week, absolutely he's out. I think where I got misconstrued there is it's uh, you know three to four weeks from the time of injury. So the best, uh, I think the very best it would be would uh, it would be Washington or the Rams. We just won't know until we get closer. Uh, you know to really give an e- an educated guess. Right now it's still uh, you know I-, I will say this so far everything's gone his way from the surgery to the swelling after the surgery was uh, very minimal uh, compared to what it can be and uh, you know we're just optimistic about it so they're at da- at new york coming up on monday night football and then washington's right after that 
I mean, uh, the, wasn't the thought six weeks? Wasn't it like six to eight weeks or something along those lines? And now they're talking about him coming back in uh, three weeks after the injury for the fourth game of the season against Washington. Mm. I mean, it just it feels like everything's kind of really mm. been rushed along. And I don't know if this is mm. just they're being as optimistic as possible to try and sell everybody. And don't don't give up on us now. Everything's uh, everything looks OK. But it just it feels like even if he does come back, what the hell is Dak Prescott going to look like when he when he does return coming off that injury? Mm. Just feels like it's happening pretty fast here. Russell Wilson, I think, was was out for what four or five weeks. Tried to come back and 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 you know still struggled a little bit. And yet here we are with Dak Prescott, and they're talking about the fourth game of the season against Washington. Mm. He strange. struggled more than a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he he was out. I think what three games, and there was the bye, and then he came back after that. But man, um, that that was one of the worst stretches in his career. I think you know passing. But. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the hard thing is, I mean, you know, Dak could come back, you know, too soon. And I think the harder part of all that is, you know, Jerry Jones is going to have a lot to say about his play one way or another. And I don't think he's going to give him brownie points for coming back before he's ready. But it sounds like that's where this whole thing is, is, is angling towards or at least aiming towards, uh, which is tough. It's tough for Dak. And especially considering Dallas just got to win. You know, bottom line is you beat a team that was playing in the Super Bowl last year. Um, now you can make the case that Cincinnati's now an 0 2 football team. They don't look very good. But still, you know, they, they found a way of getting a win. Uh, maybe see how things play out the next couple of weeks and not feel the need to rush back to get Dak in there if he's not 100%. And furthermore, you know, maybe that was good for your team. You know, with the way they had to play offensively, Noah Brown stepped up in a big way. You know, obviously the rushing attack was a little different than what we saw in the past. Maybe this offense, while Dak's out, is going to have to evolve around the quarterback position so that the quarterback doesn't have to be the hero. And maybe that's a good thing for this group. Uh, And that's kind of the offense that, to be quite honest, like Dak Prescott walked into his rookie year. You know, I thought that was a team that was led largely by the rushing attack and Dak making some plays here and there. But that was a team that was successful in part two because I think how they were around the quarterback position, not necessarily at the quarterback position. So I, I don't really understand the need for them to rush him back, LeVar. Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of you complicated things by, by saying those things because now you've now put it out there to the public and to the fan base, which is one of the largest fan bases in in all of sports, that he's on his way back. Like the swelling was minimum, like everything's going in his direction. Well, what if he can't make it back early? Now are you questioning his 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 heart and his will to want to play? Are you like if Cooper Rush continues to play well, what like I just think that it's an ill advised way of approaching it. Like I think that you you know, they teach you very quickly in sales, manage expectations. Right, undersell over pro- or under promise over over deliver, and the idea of saying, "Ah, well, you know what? He's ahead of schedule. He, he it's just going to be a matter of how he feels and this and that." Okay, so now what? He doesn't have a high pain, pain t- tolerance threshold, right. or you know whatever. You put him it may in be. a bad spot. You've put him in a. You've already now put him in a bad spot. And again, if Cooper Rush continues to play well then now you've put him in an even more compromising spot because it's like, oh, well, Dak, they said Dak, was, his surgery went well and that the, the swelling was minimum and it's a matter of what he can tolerate. Why doesn't he want to come back? You know what? It doesn't matter if he wants to come back. Cooper is playing well and, and let's see what we can do. Or 
Or they go back to being the team that, that, well, I think they're going to be, which is not very good on offense. And if they are a team that isn't very good or very productive, then now the pressure mounts even more so because now you're looking for him to come back and be a savior of sorts of the season. Instead of just saying we're going to take it day by day, we're going to take it week by week. You know, and, and like the whole once you go down the road of ahead of schedule, like, oh, there you go. There are those are the words of death for an athlete, man. Oh, he's ahead of schedule. Oh, there we go. He's got to come back. Well, it's kind of like the David Bakhtiari thing in Green Bay. People keep. Oh, I, he's I, been he's been nursing this injury for six months. I, I think they've been uh, like the, it might have been Collinsworth who said it on Sunday night, where it was like, "Yeah, Packer fans have been here, and you know he's a game or two away for quite a while." I mean, this has been going on for for a while with David Bakhtiari, and and I'll just ask the question: Can the Cowboys beat the Giants on Monday night in New York with Cooper Rush a quarterback? Yeah, they can. Yes. Yeah. Look, of course. That's, yeah. that's why we play these games. But I'm probably taking the Giants the way they look right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be real with you. But it's you know it's not so doom and gloom at quarterback to where you're like, oh, he's got to come back because if he doesn't come back, it's I mean, too we have early no, to no be shot. doom and gloom. And then you've got Washington after that, and it's at home, and Washington looks a little bit suspect. You know, I, I just. I don't I don't understand, but maybe this is just par for the course when you've got, you know, Jerry and Stephen Jones who have, you know, multiple hits a week on Dallas radio. They just have to talk and talk and talk. Why doesn't Jimmy Well, they have- like to, to let people know how much they know. And that's the thing about it. It's okay to talk, right? But when you get into letting people know how much you know, like the credibility of what it is that I'm saying when I'm saying it, like Ah, you know, he's got to get open more. He's got to be able to catch the ball through coverages and different. And he's right. He's 100% right. If you're going to be a number one receiver, you do have to be able to do those things. But when you're talking about performance versus different things like manageable, manageable situations and circumstances like a major injury to one of your key players, less is more. I'm sorry. Less less is a whole lot more in those scenarios. If you want to criticize and critique in terms of how how your team is playing and how they look on the field, we didn't block well today or we could have tackled better or whatever, that's fine because you're stating the obvious. But when you jump into the lane of talking about injuries and how that's going to play out, you first of all, you're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. So you're sitting there saying, well, the swelling is subsiding or it was minimum and this, that, and the other. And it seems to not be like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Not not for the position that you hold. It's not for you to do that. You know what you say? We're supporting Dak. You know, Dak is going through the pro, pro, you know proper process. He'll be back when, when Dak is healthy enough to get back. Cooper Rush looked mighty good out there. Like, make a passive approach to, like, whoa, like they just said Cooper Rush looked really good. And you know what? You're building Cooper Rush's brand, and you're building his value. So you might even have trade bait when you're done with all of this. You know, you might have trade value. <laughs> just, is, there, is there any other 
owner in sports who has a weekly interview hit, not only him, but his son Jeez. on local radio in whatever city they play in. It's just hilarious. Because I, I don't even think Mike McCarthy does a weekly radio hit with anybody. Like, he may. I, I have no idea. But I don't even know if he does. Yet, Jerry and Stephen Jones are right there ready to ready to be interviewed and talk about the status of uh, of Dak and everything else going on with the team. It's actually, I kind, I kind of uh, respect it in a way. Because they're always pushing the brand. They're always out there pushing the Cowboy brand. So, good for them. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> good for them. They, uh, they are definitely well behind Philadelphia right now. Also in the odds, Philadelphia's odds, by the way, have jumped up 2-1 to one to win that wow. division. Yeah, yeah, so they're minus well, 200 I mean, to win that division. They look damn good, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do. And, and even if Hurts goes out, you know, Minshew's played some good football. He yes. played well for them last year in a spot. So it's like, no matter what, I, this roster's deep, too. That's the other thing you, you tend to kind of forget, you know, just how deep this group is. I mean, they can just roll in, guys. Um, so it's... It's hard not to think that uh, Philly's not going to win the division at this point. So. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now, we're going to look back at the prop at monster results from last night in the double barrel action that was the NFL on Monday Night Football. Uh, a couple of uh, updates quickly. That Dane Jackson uh, play on where he, his neck snapped back, where he got taken off in the ambulance. Obviously, you know all, he's moving all his extremities and, and they're you know doing a CT scan, but... That that was scary, man. Good God, man. That was one of those I, I regretted looking at it because they were, I, they didn't show it, I don't think. And then I looked it up on Twitter and was like, oh, yeah. man, I wish I wouldn't have seen that. I, I honestly don't know what Tremaine Edmonds was doing on that play. Like, like even if he – the way he was going down, it's like it would have potentially been a personal foul if he would have hit the offensive player with the way he kind of launched. And then it ends up being friendly fire, and you're hitting your own player in the helmet, and and he's got a, a scary, scary neck injury. So I just I'm not really sure what the the thought process was at that point in time in the game and and what he was doing. I mean, he that's like I it looked like his head was gonna pop off. Just yeah, that was bad. Um, and I, I remember uh, Johnny Knox for the Bears. Like he actually ended his career. There was a play like that where he went all the way, almost like a scorpion, went all the way back. And his career, he was never the same. Never played again, and that was a wrap. And then they brought it out, but they, I don't think they showed the replay initially. But yeah, that was a rough one. Then also, uh, Trey Lance had successful surgery yesterday for the uh, 49ers. He expected to make oh, a full swelling. Return. Swelling is minimal. You know, prognosis is positive. Yeah. Could be back in two to three weeks earlier than, than what was, you know, anticipated. You know, well, they had to they had to um, repair a torn ligament too. Uh, yeah. the, the good the good news I think from that surgery was wasn't a compound fracture like Dak, but it still obviously was fractured. Had to fix that and then had to fix a ligament too. So he is out for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's possible that you know they that that <laughs> the, the swelling is minimum and the pain. This isn't Jerry is, Jones. Is, oh, 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 my bad. Wrong team. My bad. Okay, okay, all right. It's the okay. uh, ligament di- ligament disruption. Ligament. Yeah, whatever. Well, that you too. get that ligament disruption. Uh, that, that can that can change everything. Oh. Yeah. So he's uh, he's done for the entire season. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's a he might be Trent. done for his entire career in San Francisco. By the way, you see who the uh, backup quarterback is in San Fran. Uh, who's the backup now? Brock Purdy, baby. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little cyclone time there, Brady. A little, little Brock Purdy there in uh, in San Brock Fran. Brock Purdy. Yep. Yep. Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, all right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next. We are going to look back on a prop bet.
upset monster from last night. Uh, maybe some controversy, but we will get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players ranking to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah! This is so messed up. <laughs> what do you mean, Johnson? 
Oh, man. It is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app as we come to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. If uh, you missed any of this program, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. It'll be up shortly after we go off the air. We're going to be back on the air tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific here. Uh, Obviously, we're going to have our midweek awards uh, in case you missed it. uh, are we going to get a BQ news tomorrow? We got a usually it's Florida on Wednesdays, but with football season, I know some things are changing. So, uh, so how are we looking on the BQ news? That happened. Yeah, yeah we have it every Wednesday. Yeah, nice. it's, it's part of the show. Okay, it's part, it's part of how it works. Just part of how it works. Just making sure uh, the old P uh, Petros Papadakis is going to stop by as well too. Oh, nice. uh, Petros called a couple of uh, big games in college football this weekend. Called a shot couple of upsets well kind of upsets so i'm sure he'll be bragging about that what uh, jetfish those boys uh he called uh what was he called oregon to beat byu i think oregon was favored in that game they were favored that wasn't an upset uh and then he called washington to beat michigan state Mm -hmm. Um, which they were also were they favored i don't that's i'm 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 not sure if they want to go back i think they were favored because uh michigan state was 11th coming in and uh yeah washington right but i think that was the oddity of the line was that it was uh yeah. Yeah. So, but hey, listen, everything's fine. Their coach makes like nine, ten million dollars a year. They're That's all fine all. in East Lansing. Hey, good. You, know, you lose, it'll be okay. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, it is time to look back. Um, we, I, we already have some controversy. It's already an issue. Uh, it's time for another edition of this. Uh, and before we get into that, we do want to let you know we are brought to you by NHTSA. Any first responder will tell you, never try to beat a train after braking. It can take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop because trains can't. Here to feed your degenerate gambling soul. <laughs> The Prop Bet Monster. Sucker. All right, Lee, how did we do last night? We had multiple games in the NFL. Double barrel action like Brady calls Double it. barrel action. So what are we bang, looking bang. at, Bang, bang. How do we do? Lots to keep track of in this one, you guys. We had uh, asked who the leading rusher would be in that Titans-Bills game. Uh, Brady and LeVar, you guys took Derrick Henry. But, of course, it wasn't Derrick Henry. It was James Cook. With 11 carries and 53 and, yards. And and Jonas said other. And I said, right. yeah, yeah, you better believe it, Jonas man. Jonas took that one. Yeah. Come on, they know. Just shut down Derrick Henry. You know, it's an easy task. And then once you do that, uh, you know, the Titans uh, scramble for options uh, to try and fix their offense. It seemed like a no-brainer. After doing some uh, some heavy film research, I was able to uh, deduce that. Well, there you go. Yeah. Little controversy in the postgame handshake. I believe Lavar takes this one with a cordial handshake between Mike Vrabel and Sean McDermott. Okay, yeah, I won't take it because we didn't see it. Yeah, right? so we won't. We'll we'll chalk it. Lee, we'll ch- wait, wait, we'll Lee. chalk it. Hold on for a second. We're getting screwed. Lee, here. did you just give us a result of something, but you didn't actually see it? <laughs> Correct. You just screwed us. Now that you guys right, are attacking them, you know what, Lee? I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. See, I'll take it. Yeah, here we go. That doesn't even make any sense. Why would you give it if we didn't see it? We're going to assume it was a cordial exchange. How about Lee, that? What, what, Good what, job, Lee. Lee, which one did I pick and which one did Brady pick? Yeah, you and Brady both took cold. Yeah. How do we yeah, know it wasn't cold. cold? How do we know it wasn't? We know it wasn't cold because we would have saw it. They would have talked about it. Correct. Good job. Good job, exactly. Lee. Go, go on to the next. <laughs> on to All the right. next I'm one. I'm out. I, I don't uh, care anymore. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. $10. unbelievable. You know what's funny, too? 
fine. Come on. It's, I actually kept stopping in during breaks to talk to Lee when I was in the studio yesterday, <laughs> talked to Roberto, <laughs> and Lee still does this. Yep. Uh, tell you, man. Phew. <laughs> Give me my ball. I'm going <laughs> no, home. Come on. I don't care. It I'm not sucks, playing man. anymore. I'm not playing with you guys. Well, Look, if you, I mean, if you really just want to get a win, yeah, give give Lavar all the ones. Give him yes, all the ones. He yeah, why care. not? Give me the rest of yeah. them. He doesn't care if he gets them right or wrong. I see what's going on Give here. me, yeah. give me the rest of I them, mean, Lee. Roberto, we're gonna let this fly. I see what's going yeah. on. I see what's happening. Yeah, I see what's happening here. We're gonna let this <laughs> stuff fly, Lee's, Roberto. Lee's yeah. trying Lee's to get brownie points at home. <laughs> Great job, Lee. <laughs> Yeah, Lee. Great job. Pour, just, pour Lee, it on. Pour it. Sprinkle it on. But you're not supposed to bring home into work, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're doing it anyways. Uh, what else we got, Lee? Well, I can give the points anywhere because this is where it really all came down to. It came down to Vikings at Eagles. Most receptions in the game. Justin Jefferson, uh, LeVar, you took him, but he only had six. Yeah, Brady, you picked A.J. Brown. with He had five, but it really came down to Devontae Smith. He had seven. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, Jonas. what did Jonas yeah. say? Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Because Devontae. He keeps saying Devonta. Uh, they, they had yeah. to do it because he didn't have any catches the first game. So, you knew yeah. we were talking about yesterday. They were going to make a point to try and get him more involved. And, uh, you know, I'll take that. That's a good one. I'll take good, that. Good job. Actually I still won, one. though. Yeah. I, I won because of the handshake after hey. the game. That that was the difference maker in all of this. Lead is, or, uh, Brady, does that one actually count uh, as opposed to the uh, handshake one? I mean, that felt like that was on the up and up. Well, no, that was actually a legitimate one. Yeah. But, yeah. Cue's out. Cue uh, yeah, I already thing. dropped out Cue, after Cue's the Cue's out already, out? so it's just between The fact that Lee would just give one of these away <laughs> just calls the question <laughs> any of them. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. <laughs> Well, other than that, there was no Bildo sightings. Everyone got that one correct. How do we know? How did we know? How do we know? Lee? How do we know? We got a wrong. Did you not see any Bildos? <laughs> yeah, how do we know? Lee? How, we got a wrong. How did you, did we did you guys know? have any sightings? Bildos. No, but we don't no, know. But how do we know? We didn't see the handshake <laughs> either, did we, Lee? Wait, Berta, I, what, what's Berta yelling in the background? Bildos. <laughs> 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 Buffalo Bildos. Uh, all right, so no no Bildo sightings. We got to take Lee on his word after the shenanigans he just pulled. Uh, and what, what's, the, what's the last one there, Well, Lee? I don't know about this one either, I guess. Uh, Scott wow. Shapiro tweets over under. No oh. tweets from the boss. He didn't send any tweets during so that, that game? Tweet. So hold on for a second, Lee. That means that, like, we have a definitive outcome. You can make a decision on this. We so wh- who even, took if, the other? even if I gave the points in that one controversial one of the handshake, it would still go to Jonas. Jonas wins with the uh, with the James you Cook made it running seem like and Devontae one. Smith. I mean, just think about that. He even he even hand. I'm out. He even handed. I'm out. Our- I'm out. <laughs> but why are you out this now? Is, this is BS. I'm out. Well, I'll be honest. You never should have really been in. Yeah. yeah this is. Uh, you know what? I'm out. I was in for a second. The handshake. I was in. Now I'm out. I'm Lee, out. I'm gonna find this handshake. Yeah. I'm, Lee, gonna, I'm gonna put oh, you rest this one. Lee, I got a hand for you to shake, work. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I went through the. Film what do you mean? <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm really going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm really going to do this. You're stupid. I'll see you all tomorrow. (laughs) Stupid. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. That was a great story. uh, Job well done, Lee. Uh, Way way to completely uh, just throw water all over this fire that we're trying to build here. Uh Uh-oh. Red, red. Uh Uh-oh. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.